Welcome to today's episode of Kiwis in Business. This is season four and I'm really delighted to be back with you guys to bring you a podcast which does nothing but celebrate all the great things that Kiwi business owners are doing. Each week I'm exploring the different personalities and skill sets of innovative and entrepreneurial people from all around this beautiful country. Today I'm very, very excited to be joined by the one and only Sonia Williams, a co-founder and CEO of Sharesies. Now Sharesies doesn't really need an introduction, but I will give you guys a quick summary. Sharesies is one of the fastest growing companies in New Zealand. It's an online investment platform that makes it easy to invest. Sonia and her team at Sharesies have spent the past four years staying true to their purpose, which is creating a financially empowered generation to ensure that someone with $5 has the same investment opportunities as someone with $500,000. So today I'm here in Wellington at the Sharesies office with the lovely Sonia to find out more about what Sharesies is doing to create a financially empowered generation and all the other exciting things that Sharesies has on the cards. Hi Sonia, thank you so much for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to have you here in front of me in Wellington <laughs> and on Kiwis and Business. Yeah, cool. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. <laughs> and look, your business is a household name now, so a lot of people know what Sharesies is, but today we're going to dive into that a little bit as well. But before we start, I just wondered if you could give me a little bit of background as to who you are as a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, I'm Sonia. I'm one of the co-founders of Sharesies and I guess born and raised in Levin, which is a small town um, north of Wellington. Really, really interested in technology um, and built a career in technology. Um, yeah. Studied marketing and accounting at uni, but had lots of jobs um, over yeah. the past. Um, yeah. Yes. I see you have had quite a well-rounded <laughs> background before starting Shazies, and we can touch on that later. But back to, I guess, your personal life. Mm. I read somewhere the other day that you really love um, mountain biking <laughs> and getting out and exploring this beautiful city in your spare time, which I'm sure there's not a lot of spare time. But what, what do you do when you're, when you're not hard at work? Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I've got lots of things. I do like just getting outdoors and I think it's the contrast between when you've got a career where you're sitting in front of a computer all the time yeah. um, and making sure that you're balancing that by kind of getting out in nature and yes. I think Wellington's a great city for the yeah. outdoors. Um, mm. There's lots of um, mountain biking tracks and also did a bit of ocean swimming for a while um, until the harbour got a bit um, <laughs> polluted. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think just like to get outside um, like to get outdoors. Um, my partner, who's also one of the co-founders of Sharesies, um, we just like to hang out and have some mm. good laughs, catch up with friends. Yeah. Awesome. And that's so important when you run a business. I know as a business owner myself, you just need to find that balance because it can become all-encompassing and your evenings can be about work and your weekends become about work. So you really have to get that time, that time out. Yeah, so how does it go actually working with your partner yeah. Um, How do you make that work? We, we actually met at work probably like 11 years ago yeah. or so. So, um, you know, it's, it's probably don't know any different. Um, we yeah. did work apart, but I think um, we've always had really complementary skills and always like like to work and talk about ideas. That's actually like a big part of what we yeah. do. So, yeah, no, it's like lovely, I think. Um, yeah. It's such an all-encompassing kind of thing to do that sometimes I think – 
it's lovely to be able to share it and I think it would feel mm. like it would create a bit of distance if we both weren't on the same mm. kind of journey whereas now we get to really like share it together and um, enjoy it and it's mm. like a really big part of our life. Fantastic. Yeah. And look, if we go back to the start of where Shazies came from, I, I understand it was your idea mm-hmm. but then you've got five other co-founders so yeah. six of you all together and now three CEOs which you mm-hmm. call three EOs yep. <laughs> which is something that you guys came up with you yeah. came up with that, that term yeah great I love it so how has that worked for you because I know a lot of people say don't take a business partner mm. do it on your own mm. how have you managed to keep that team cohesive the whole way through yeah I think of that quote um around if you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together and um I think from the outset, what we're trying to do with Shares is massive um, to create a financially empowered generation. Like, that's so much needs to go into that, and so much passion and energy. Yeah. And and that's not um, about a few people picking that off. That's a team. Even the co-founding team of six isn't enough to to pull that off. And mm. um, we've got a team of over 140 now here. Um, and so I think. It's all, it is all about people and, and I think um, so I guess what it comes down to fostering fostering that is early on you know we set in place a really strong connection to our purpose and everyone really feels that mm. and then we really worked hard to create and write down our values um, even before we started working together full time okay. and that was just about like being really intentional and conscious of the type of place we wanted to create yes. and those are still our values today and um you know, and they've really scaled now to yeah. to to, um, but they haven't needed to change. And so I think the context changes, but when you set in place those foundational principles that really last, mm. I think it helps you scale really quickly too. I think that's really good advice. And obviously, you're all still really grounded, despite you know you're one of the fastest growing, most successful businesses in New Zealand at the moment. <laughs> Got over 140 mm. staff. Mm-hmm. Your office seems to be expanding, taking another floor. Yeah. Um, like, is it scary? Are you sometimes going, whoa, this has happened so quickly. Where are we going next? <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting because sometimes it's like it hasn't happened quickly enough. Because um, <laughs> okay. uh, I think, you know, you always got that in that goal in mind, the 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 aspiration, this change yeah. we're trying to make and the impact we're trying to have. And, it, yeah. and although it feels like... Um, you know, it's lovely and it's really important to stop and reflect on the change that's happened and um, and how that that change probably um, has happened quicker than I thought. Like yeah. this idea of um, being yeah. a household name or that shares is something that people talk about now is mm. so exciting. Um, mm. And then I think, but as for the problem and our purpose and really feeling like we're... Um, you know, there's still so much work to do. And, mm. and and so I think the growth also happens a moment at a time. It's like you get older a minute at a time, you know, like yeah. sometimes you don't really feel any different. And I yeah. probably feel the same. There's been like moments where the growing pains have been felt, um, but that's, you know, part of the journey too. That's so exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. Cl- and I really like you, you've got that purpose and you've got that intention to I guess empower a generation around finances Mm -hmm. and then obviously the financial literacy piece which I know is a huge focus for you at the moment so Mm -hmm. can you talk to me about what you would love New Zealand to look like I don't know in 10 years time from a financial literacy point of view yeah yeah I think um in 10 years is such a long time (laughs) um but I think it really comes down around like having the um 
having choices and having the confidence to kind of create your own destiny. And I think, um, you know, a lot of what's been in place to begin with is like around the stereotype that was out there that Kiwis are bad at saving and investing and, mm. and bad with money. And I think the danger with stereotypes is you start to believe them. And I think what we did, we did six months of customer research when we were starting the business. And, you know, one of the biggest insights we found was that money was a part of everyone's lives, but most people have a negative relationship with it. Mm. And so when you dig into that and you go, this could really be positive and imagine what it would look like where people felt really in control, like yeah. no matter how much money they have, um, could feel in control and empowered to live the life that they choose. And yes. so I think, you know, that's what, you know, I would love to see change and I think we would all love to see change. And how, how are you going about making that change? I know you're doing a lot of education, mm. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, largely when we break down what we're trying to achieve, um, we break it down into access. So are we yes. providing access to opportunities? Um, the next one is around confidence and are we are we really building confidence of our investors? Yes. And then the other one is um, wealth development takes a really long time. And, you know, investing $5 once isn't, you know, can we really say that that's wealth development? Mm. So it's about how we're motivating people to really stick at this mm. and really grow um, their wealth throughout their life cycle and achieve what they want to and, and their goals. So, yeah. you know, when we think of financial literacy, um, you know, the way like I try to think about it is going, um, a big part of it is around learn by doing. And you could say, hey, you're going to educate people. Or, mm. But really the outcome is you just want people to feel smarter. You know? yeah, and I yeah. think the, the thing can be, oh, you've got to create all these like modules or tests or all this, this stuff. But really a big part of what we do, we've created an experience where people can learn by doing and get the education as they need it. And yeah. the way I like to think about it is like every expert has a day one. Mm. And so we just support people and make sure that they've got um, the tools and the guidance and um, the jargon-free education yeah. out there to really help support um, that mm. growth. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, last year during COVID, a lot of people turned to sharesies. And mm. as we know, you guys have seen a phenomenal growth in the last 12 months. I was reading 350,000 users now. 385,000 now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And that's what, five times more than a year ago? I think so. <laughs> that's what I read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look, that's that's amazing, and I think a lot of people have really considered where they can put their money. I personally am quite risk averse when it comes to finances. Mm. I feel safer with money in a bank account, but I know it's making zero interest. Whereas my partner, he's a big advocate for using your platform, and mm. he's just done so well through it. And I just see, I suppose, you know our different personalities when it comes to money and how he's just thriving in that environment um what advice would you give to someone like me who's a little bit maybe unsure about jumping onto a platform like Shearsies yeah. and investing my money for a longer term gain and I think um the key thing is that you're not alone in that like in the research that we did you know one of the reasons people didn't invest is because this perception that it's risky and um I think you know the less you understand the less you know about something the more risky you perceive it to be Yes. And um, I think so the, a big part of that is, you know, helping kind of like increase the transparency of what's going on and help people become what we like to call more risk aware mm. rather than risk averse. Because mm. how that kind of plays out is um, it's been called the opportunity gap, you know, because where we're people, um, you know, it's not you can save your way. But then there's also this thing of how, how are you 
yeah. getting your money to make you money and yes. what yeah. are you doing with that money yeah. um, and so I think that's where investing and really understanding um, you know if, if it's how do you get started it's really picking an amount you feel comfortable mm. investing and I would say mm. um, you know really find that level for you mm. and then um, it's around uh, not having all your eggs in one basket so yeah. choosing the investments that are right for you mm. and for your investment goals and that can be investing in line with your values uh, investing in things that you understand or you feel like hey I've got a bit of an understanding about yeah. this thing um, and then the time the time horizon yeah. you know what we say that investing isn't a get rich quick scheme no. that if you take a 10-year lens to it and go do I think this company or this mm. fund is going to support where I'm trying to go in the next 10 years mm. uh, rather than feeling like you're going to time the market or chase the market because um you know who has time or a crystal ball you okay. know <laughs> that yeah. so okay. so I just need to be patient <laughs> I'm not the most patient person maybe okay that's that's a good lesson for me if I do get back mm. I did actually put a hundred dollars in last year oh, wow. during the lockdown because my partner was going on about you know this is such a great way to um, invest um, so I might have to open myself another shares account <laughs> after this and, and give it another go and look I found your app so easy to use uh, well the website sorry so easy mm. to use and um, you've almost gamified it do you like to use that term or is that not something I think that term is um really it's a it's a really like interesting one because I think I you know I yeah what is it what am I trying to say it's like I think the whole idea of um gamifying or or trying to get people into a behavior that could be like there's positive or negative to that yeah um yeah and I think you know what we're trying to say is like or what we try to do is create it easy to create good money habits too yes. so um I don't think we use the term gamify but we no. do really prioritize ease of use above you know uh, yeah a it lot is. like with lots of things it's but so easy um, ease of use is a really big part of um how we are making this world just a bit more accessible yeah. because um you know things not feeling kind of intuitive or easy is a big part of what's keeping people out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you've done a great job of, of creating that. Um, now, talk to me a little bit about Australia. You've recently um, gone into Australia and you're offering New Zealanders the opportunity to buy Australian shares. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to, obviously, you've got the USA mm -hmm. on board. So tell me about that. Why? What was the decision and the reasoning behind, behind that? Yeah, so our... Um, our vision is that someone with five dollars has the same investment opportunities as five million dollars, and there's heaps of op there's heaps in that, and that first comes down to like, are we providing access and choice to a range of things? So, um, you know, we've had the New Zealand shares, um, and then our customers told us they wanted US shares, and mm. then Australian shares came through really strong as well. So, really, it's about building out and making sure our investors have access yeah. um, to all the different investment options that you would get. Great, and that's great because um, that's global diversification is really important also in building a portfolio mm. um, because there's different things going on in different countries and um, you know if you live and work and um, all your kind of income and stuff is tied up in just New Zealand yeah you know it's good to kind of like make sure it's diverse yeah. and can spread that out so uh, that's a really big part of it and then the other piece is um, real is moving into Australia and being able to um, mm. you know Australia has similar issues, although different country and different um, cultural yeah. context. Um, a lot of the same issues around uh, needing to provide access to wealth development 
um, and make investing easy. And so we're really excited that our purpose translates um, mm. over to Australia and that we're quite early on in our journey in a, into entering Australia. Yes. Um, it's early days, but this will be a really big focus of this year. Mm. Yeah, and recently Brooke and Leighton, mm, who are married and mm-hmm. also CEOs, the three mm-hmm. EOs, <laughs> the other part of you, I suppose, um, moved over there to really kick it off and get it going in Sydney. So how are they finding it so far? Yeah, um, I think so far so good. I think it's always really interesting to get the perspective on the ground and really see, because we did so much research, but because of COVID, um, we you know, we'd done a few trips before COVID, but um, really a lot of our research has had to be through third parties. And, mm-hmm. you know, in New Zealand, we did a lot of that research ourselves because it's really important to connect with your consumer and your market and really see and feel what's going on. And so I think um, being on the ground and being able to actually get that sense. The other thing is that we've actually grown the team over there as well. So um, I think we've got three uh, in Australia now. And um, so part of it is also mm. being able to create that culture within the business mm. um, over there. Mm. Oh, oh, all the best with that. So it's very exciting. Mm. Now, um, back to your business story, because mm. a lot of our listeners actually are business owners Mm -hmm. and they are probably looking at you for inspiration (laughs) because I know you've 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 been amazing in what you've created over the last four years and before that as well with the other jobs that you've had if you can think about one person in your life who's been really a key influence for you like uh, in business who would that be yeah I think um probably you know biggest influence in that space would be my um I don't typically like to put one person because like I think everything contributes to like what you become and I think um still obviously learning a lot and being influenced by everyone around me now but I think um my mum was a huge influence on me and she was a stay-at-home mum for most of her life until she had me and went to work and um I got to really see her build her career from you know, like really starting at work and then becoming um, a general manager of, of the company oh, that she was awesome. working in. And, you know, a lot of that was just going, she read a lot of books and um, mm. just found answers. And I think that's mm. ultimately a really big guiding principle of, of mine is like, it's not about what you know, it's how you find the answer. Yes. And um, and I think like that idea of that you can get there and you can get, you know, and I think seeing a woman in business yeah like I think I have no doubt that she was hugely um you know inspired me in Mm -hmm. my business she must be so proud of you now (laughs) she must be just so over the moon to see where you've where you've got to (laughs) yeah yeah um and what have been I guess if you can think about the proudest moment for you in business what would that be yeah I think um it's a really interesting question I think I probably feel the most pride like in just the random conversations that you have with people and they tell you their story of how she has impacted them and changed things for them or what it's allowed them to do and um mm. I think every time I hear those stories I just think that's so cool and it's like that change is is massive and I think um so it's to me it's those moments making a real impact mm. yeah and part of your I guess values have led you guys to become a B Corp Mm -hmm. can you just give me a little bit of an overview as to what that means yeah yeah Yeah. so a B Corp is a um, B Corp is an international kind of standard of um, organization uh, community of businesses that are about purpose and profit and so you kind of 
get audited on a bunch of range of things around your impact more broadly. So it can be around environment, community, your social impact, and um, you get a score. And if your score's high enough, you're allowed, you know, you're in the B Corp mm. community. Mm. And it's really important to us because, you know, we're obviously a really purpose-driven organisation, but a big part of our values is also how do we think businesses should be run mm. and what kind of business do, do we want to run? And this is just how we do business. I don't know if I'd like see it any other way, but no. I think, um, you know, making this change, being aware of where you're, of the impacts that you have and making sure you're, you're being positive or yeah. having a positive change. So how we run our business is as important to us as like what we're here for. Mm. And is that what drives you to get out of bed in the morning? You know, I, I mean, I'm sure you've been in jobs in the past where you're like oh, dragging your feet to mm. get out of bed and go to work. But this is a real, you've got a real purpose behind this business mm. and you want to make a massive change in New Zealand. So knowing that you're getting up every day and making that change, is that what helps you get out of bed? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, and I don't think anyone typically likes to do, to do stuff that they don't think you know, is having an impact. And mm. I think, but that is a huge motivator for mm. me. Um, just making sure that, you know, you can almost see see the change you've had or, or feel like you're doing something that's worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've definitely gone from, like, that was a good learning in my career, maybe where I've changed um, jobs and gone to a place where I didn't feel as passionate about the actual overall thing yeah. and learning actually now, like it's really, really important to me that I, um, do something that I, in my heart of hearts, feel is really important and good. Mm. I feel like mm. every member of the team would feel the same. Like, mm. I definitely know that that's why most people join Shearsies, mm. or all people, yeah. I've noticed you don't have a sign downstairs. Is that because you get people <laughs> knocking on the door asking for a job? No, it's <laughs> <laughs> no, not actually. No? I don't know why we don't have okay. the sign no, at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah, because I can imagine this is such a popular place to work and I've just you know, had a little quick look around the office as I walked through and there's mm. quite a few young people, which is mm. awesome. You're giving the millennials and younger, mm. a Gen Z, a real opportunity to work at an exciting, um, progressive workplace. Yeah, so good on you. That's really cool. Yeah, aim is that our team represents the populations that we we operate in, and because mm. that is part of you know making sure we're connecting with our audiences and um, making sure we're hearing yeah what we need to. So that's a really big part, a mm. um, commitment as well. Okay, and so has your personal attitude towards money changed as you've been developing Shearsies? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, the reason I kind of had the idea for Shearsies was that I didn't know how to invest and um, mm. and wanted to. So if I think of um, that kind of fresh eyes mindset, like I placed my first investment on Shearsies and, mm. um, you know, now I've been at it for four years and, and also grown a business. And I think, like, what's really interesting is, like, I still have moments where things are over my head and... Mm. Um, but it's, I think, the confidence to ask the question and probably know that you're not alone and, mm. and know that by getting that question answered, you can help a lot of people. So mm. um, I always make sure that we're a place that really, like, champions the questions being asked and champions helping people find knowledge rather than, um, you know, mm. feeling like it's a personal thing that you don't know the answer. Yes. Um, yeah. Great. And I think there's this belief that, like, everyone can invest and everyone can have the life that they choose and it's about... Um, mm. How do you how do you help support that, or how do we help support that? Mm. Yeah. Oh, you're doing a great job with that already. So, look, if people want to find out more about Shazies, mm-hmm. where can they go? What's your URL and yeah, what, yeah. social social um, pages? So, go to shazies.com, um, S H 
A-R-E-S-I-E-S um, is how you spell Shearsies. Um, I hope I got that right. Um, <laughs> and then we're on the usual channels around like Instagram, um, Facebook. We've got a, also a share club, like an online Facebook group where people can ask questions and um, of other people and talk about yeah. money and investing. Um, and that's called Share Club. And, and you've on got Facebook your well. great uh, lunch money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> once a week as well. Yeah. So thank you so much for making investing so approachable I suppose and also for you guys being so approachable and um, it's lovely to see where you've got to and I can't wait to connect with you in another few years and see where you get to then because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of um, exciting uh, developments for you guys over the next few years. Oh thanks.